Hello and welcome to Black Soul number 58. I'm Lei. And I'm Lee. <laughs> I always forget, like, I always want to go, this is Lee and Lei. And I, I'm like, because Lei always should come after because it's like, it's more of a, Lee is like the high pit, like the high, and then I'm the low. So it should have been, welcome to Black Soul number 58. I'm Lee. And I'm Lei. And then it's I'm Lei, and I'm Lee. And yeah, then, see, it sounds so wrong. So so technically, we are Lee and Lei, not Lei and Lee. We're always Lee and Lei, I okay. think. Okay. So this podcast, we don't have a lot to talk about, but there is two songs you want to speak about and a movie that came out. Yeah, we do. I, we have a lot to talk about, I think. I just think in terms of... An actual list. Yeah, we don't have like a list. We're, we're freestyling today. What we were talking about before, we were talking about Party Down South, which is a complete tangent. But, like, I love that show. That show is good, trashy, fun, and I can laugh at Like, Party Down South, it's not one of those shows. You ever watch, like, the Jersey Shore or something, like, the real world? And they and things people do just make you so mad you feel into it. I can watch Party Down South and just always get a good laugh. Like, it's humor right it's the the, like i I said the first season is the best season for me because it wasn't more about like fighting and arguing and and girls pitting against each other they were all kind of like they were all friends it felt like they were all genuine but there was that one hoe that was like it's almost like watching a a a season of a drama and at the end there's like a big plot twist (laughs) like it's little bit was it Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's, it's, it's been, been couple, off. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. It's, it's been off. If you haven't seen it, then you're late. But you always can go, I think, on like MTV and watch it. Or Does it come watch. on MTV or does it come on CMT? I think it comes on CNT. Oh, yeah, MTV. CMT. You right. I always forget. <laughs> you know, MTV, CMT. You know, the only ones I know the difference between is BET, VH1 <laughs> is different than MTV, CMT. But all the same, you can probably watch it online. So our... I had a dream the other day, I was telling you about it, that since we're so in love with the cast of the new edition Don't movie, be disrespectful and put that out there. I, it's so weird. I had this like weird dream. And it's just a dream. Like, no, I'm not trying to say that I believe this or anything. But like, I told, like, because we, what happened was is that we were talking about Keith Powers and you were talking about Elijah Wood. Is his last name? Kelly. Kelly. Elijah Kelly. I mixed him up with My Elijah man. Wood. Not the white <laughs> dude with the big eyes from, uh, I can't. from uh, Lord of the Rings or... Is it Lord of the Rings? I think so. Anyway, they were doing a live stream. I can't. And then, like, the live stream went off, and they were all, like, being their normal selves and stuff and being goofy as hell. And then, like, Elijah gets into the car, and then <laughs> the, the van, and then Keith gets in after him. And then, like, a, a, Keith tries to give him a kiss, and, like, they kiss, but, like, Elijah's like, yo, you can't be doing that shit. Like, it's, you can't he was like, they're going to find out about us. And I was just like, no. I woke up like, no, who's keeping them apart? I know that's not true because me and Elijah got married. We're getting married. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's honest. Honestly, whoever, anybody who's ever watched the New Edition movie or is about to watch or even know any of the actors, like, physically, like, I like the way they look. And then listen to their personality-wise, they seem so fun and chill and like but they seem mature but eventually it always comes back to elijah kelly because i liked him even before i saw him in the movie so me and elijah are a thing i i agree like they're all really handsome i think the movie did a good job of making them look like the original uh cast or the original members of in of um nwa jesus of new edition <laughs> man that movie really is accurate about nwa um anyway uh 
I think that though, looking at them as their normal selves, they became more attractive. Cause like members of the new edition, the original, I there was only like two that I really thought was handsome, and like Ralph was the most handsome for me. But the movie really, I guess I was more biased towards it. But looking at them and seeing them as themselves, I've come to like like think they're all very handsome. So. What your man is. But see, I'm the kind of person too. Like when it comes to groups, like even in K-pop. When I, when I see someone that I like, I really never change my bias on it. I, that's weird. Like, if I see someone, I'm like, that's the person I'm probably going to, like, stick with in terms of being my favorite. Like, BTS, it's always been, like, Sugar. I think Sugar's still my favorite. In Why terms are you of, at G-Man's just side? See, I love G-Man. Like, I think he's cute and everything, but I always have... I, I think Sugar's my favorite in terms of, like, writer, lyricist. Like, he has more of stuff that I'm into, personally. And the same thing with Winner, like... Um, Taehyun, even though I like Sung Yoon a lot now because he's been more active, Taehyun will always be my favorite. So I think he's, even though, even if I like, like, if algae I... Algae or something? Algae. Like, he's real good he's, looking. He's, he's so, so beautiful. <laughs> They're all good looking. It's not even fair. Oh my gosh. If anybody ever listens to this, like, from that circle, I'll be really embarrassed. <laughs> I think they are just so handsome. They should, they should stop playing this game and become a group. And I was telling my mom that, like, if they did something like that, it'd be insane because the when's the last black boy group that's been, like, internationally famous like that? Like, it's been, like, 20 years, right, since P. Diddy did it, right? Oh, yeah, when it'd be 2K. And then he tried to do it, and then what they tried to do again was that mindless behavior, but they weren't that big. But I think, yeah, I think B2K was that last big boy group, and how many years ago was that? Come on now. That's what I'm saying. But my thing about new uh, them being seen as the new edition cast most of the time, and people not seeing them sometimes as the individual artists, their sounds, if you listen to some of their music, don't go together. So I don't right. even know how they would be able to start. And some of them don't even sing or rap. But that's Keith, the thing. Do Keith sing? Keith don't sing or rap. Keith is there. Keith? I mean, right. I saw them I saw them freestyle on um Sway, mm-hmm. and they were good. Yeah. But I don't know if that's enough. If they were to try to do a group kind of thing, it'll probably only be five of them since Rashid, you know, he's busy doing Empire and being Yaz the Great. I mean, I will miss him. You're so rude. <laughs> you bubble, hey, big head. You hey, up? Hey, big head, you up? I, I think that they could be a winner type where they all have their kind of like a new edition type. I think they can they all, all have, have separate, go- like, individual goals, but they can come together because they seem to be really natural with each other like you don't get that like that's a once in a blue moon thing I, I think you just get a random group of people together and they fit together well yeah and it's crazy how they had to pretty much build the same chemistry that new edition had pretty much their whole lives even when johnny gill came in how they had to have a bond that these people who really probably didn't know each other that well got together maybe they heard each other through the cert through the circuits and the industry, heard about each other, and they came together. And just seems that they thoroughly enjoy each other when they're together. When you see them on Snap and stuff, even the way they they snap on each other, (laughs) how they talk trash to each other, but yet it's all with love. And I love the fact that they're bringing this black boy joy. Yes, I love that. I'm happy. But you know what? Who was it? Ja Rule, he was upset. Ja Rule. Oh, right. He was upset (laughs) because he was like, there's a black boy joy. It's wrong calling our black men boy. But it's the same thing as black girl magic. It's talking about exactly. the... Because from a young age, black children are not seen as children or even treated as children. 
And so that joy is taken away from them at an early age. So if you have black boy joy or black girl magic, it's talking about the whole of being black and bringing Mm -hmm. that childlike joy out. And it's also even in a, without a racial aspect, we associate the the most happy we'll ever be is in our childhood. So that's why a lot of people call certain things boy or girl because Mm -hmm. we're associating them with being youthful. So exactly. I don't see a problem with it. I'm happy. We need black boy joy and black girl magic out there. And I'm glad they really, I feel like they really are the embodiment and the really the push for black boy joy right now in the mainstream that really push that message out there. And it's great that they're showing by example. And I'm glad a lot of people are looking up to them and really giving them the attention that is so, I think the reason why I love it so much, this, even though they're not really a real group, but they're doing so much is just because their essence of like representation for the black youth especially black men this is just or black boys young boys i think it's a big influence and i think it's amazing because you know we had like one direction and we had like you know in sync and we have all of these boy groups but we don't have a all black boy group that we could look up to and 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 see our our young boys and say we don't have to be hard we don't have to do this just to be successful or to be happy we can do what we love and not necessarily you know fit to this norm i agree with that statement they're they're a positive influence for the youth and the fact that they're not trying to be some people that they're not or try to portray an image that they really don't have and they're honestly showing themselves wholly and truly which i believe they are because if they weren't then it wouldn't have the same effect people would find something to pick out and i really haven't seen anybody trying to pick out negatives about these people mm-hmm. like most of the time let's be honest if black white whatever you want to call it if they become big and there's something false about them people are going to start pointing it out right and nobody has put anything wrong out about them so i hope they continue on this good wave i hope that this is really going to be their pushing point. Because a lot of them have been out in the industry and maybe haven't had their big breakout. I hope this this helps them continue on their path. Exactly. You know, they stay centered, they stay humble, and they just do what they need to do to get where they need to go. Exactly. I wish them the best, and I love it. But talking about K-pop, we're back here. I feel like these last couple of weeks, we've really been focusing on the black aspect of black soul, which I love so much. I do too, because I'm black and I love, <laughs> I love black people. But there really hasn't been much going on collectively as in terms of the industry. There really hasn't been a collective. There hasn't been any really big controversies. There haven't been any really noteworthy noteworthy songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Card came out, K-A-R-D, I really don't remember. I don't know how to pronounce it, but... If, it, if it's either pronounced K-A-R-D or card. But it, yeah, it's the, it's the it's the, the new boy-girl group. Oh. I, I, I think they're good dancers and stuff like that, but I don't... And I know that people had a big stir about their new song. And then I know BTS came out with two songs. BTS even disappointed a little bit, I think, because it wasn't a real comeback. I, I don't know when BTS succumbed to the repackage mentality. I think it's a waste... I think it's a real gimmick. It's a real way to milk money. I think that's why they started to repack it because <laughs> I'm like, you have to think about it. It's like they've, they've done well so far with new music and I feel like they're at a point where maybe they're not sure really which direction they want to go in. Mm-hmm. So to buy themselves time but not lose any money, they're going to start to repackage. Right. I mean, I feel like that's what groups do when they don't have anything at the moment and they feel that their, their fan base is going to 
wither away while they're not putting something out, they start repackaging things. I, I do agree that BTS it might be on the top of the industry right now. Like, they're the most noteworthy people. Like, if you mention K-pop right now, you're most likely going to get a response about BTS. But, I don't know. I feel like they really kind of become something that people were, were saying that they were the anti of. You know? I think they're so slowly just becoming, like, you know, the EXO. They're they're really just... I'm not saying that they're not writing their own stuff or they're not be, trying to be original. I think they're just being more commercialized. I think that, too. I mean, I think it's going to happen. It was going to happen eventually as mm-hmm. they got bigger. Because you think about it, they started out as one group in a small company. Really trying to fight and say, hey. Because you think about it, everybody didn't really see BTS coming out the woodworks. They were kind of the underdog in the situation. Right. With all the other groups coming out. And now they're at the top. I think, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't get to the top and start getting lazy, but I think they really are looking and say, well, really, who is our competition? Mm-hmm. And instead of just putting out what I can understand, instead of putting out bogus music, let me just put out songs that we already had that we know that people like. That way we kind of just keep in the minds. Because the new song they came out with, Not today. It, it's a, it's kind of like a remix of Fire. So I, I was like, hmm, I, I get the idea and I get... Some people are going to like that. And I liked it on some songs, but don't, don't present it to me as something new. Just tell me what, it, just present what it is. Like R. Kelly. R. Kelly has a remix for all of his songs. But at least remix he, to Ignition. <laughs> high and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body. Got his man in here wishing. But the thing is, R. Kelly can do it. But even, but the thing about R. Kelly when he did his remixes is, like, all the remixes sound good. So, like, that's the point. Like, if you're going to remix your own song, make sure you add something of substance to mm-hmm. it to maybe say oh i see why you remixed it right and then what else was going about oh the two songs um so i haven't heard from my boy chanyo in like three thousand years so i was wanting to know what he was up to i just want to know if he was alive and so he had a song with jungigo or goo Jungi, i remember jungigo you guys know what i'm talking about um it's called let me love you right let me Which, love you. We were thinking about the song. By Mario. <laughs> you should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. <laughs> um, but that's not what that song was at all. It was a nice song. I liked it. The the video was weird. You might get sued because there was definitely the Power Rangers. They didn't have the Power Ranger logos on their chest, so they were just in spandex and helmets. So you can't you can't say that. And they were fighting a cockroach. I thought the guy in the cockroach suit was Chan Yol. That guy literally looks like him. If he went, if he needed a stunt double, if he needed like a body double to go on stage when he didn't want to, that's his guy. You went. Also, it was very K Will sounding to me, which is also you know O sounding because that's what K Will does. I liked it though. I liked the video. I like how him and the girl were both wearing lipstick and BB cream. <laughs> John. <laughs> John. John. Uh, and then my song was yeah. by. Ovan, because O-V-A-N, and it was called Girl, You Deserved It. Now, I like this song because it just seemed to be on the trend, you know, the Tory Lanez kind of R&B sound trend. Very mellow. Very mellow. The only thing that you pointed out that I was very confused about is why when they want some girl to be, like, kind of grungy and digi, like, in K-pop videos, that she has to have, like, curly, almost, like, Afro, like, black textured hair. Like, I don't understand why that makes her. I don't know either. I don't get it. My problem here is that he ran her over and then took her to his house. 
Uh, yeah. He had to say SARS. <coughs> he could take her to the Disney hospital. Was, no. Don't they got universal health care in Korea? Um, yeah, because in universal people help, so he was helping her. <laughs> Yo, too many people be getting run over by cars in Korea. That really like blows my mind. Like y'all got an epidemic going on there. Everybody shows in all the music videos and all the dramas. Something. What's going on out there, Korea? Why y'all hitting everybody? Maybe it's population control. They they don't even have that big of a population. Y'all need to watch out. They're trying to help the world population itself. <laughs> Because we all live on this world. China did it. You know, India tried, but it didn't work. So we have to reduce public security. Like, we can do it. Got you. Hit the car. Bam. No insurance. But then we also wanted to, like, talk a little bit about... Is there anything else you want to talk about, K-pop, before we move on? Nope. So we both saw Get Out, right? Such a good movie. So this is a spoiler alert right here. Spoil. 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 Yeah, stop listening if you have not seen Get Out. But you should have seen it already. If you haven't, you need to go see it, like, today. Because it's Friday. (laughs) <laughs> it's not Friday. It's Sunday. I do it before Monday. So you have to go back to school or work. But anyway, yeah, it, I I just give a round of applause for Jordan Peele. I think that he hit the nail on the head. I don't it, it deserves everything it's gotten in terms of positive uh you know, reaction. Also, it, I feel like it's the only I right, it's the only movie that got a 100% on Ryan Tomatoes. It's right. very hard. It, this is his first time director debut going into a genre that he is really using not and usually into comedy. I mean the movie had a little like comedy aspect but it wasn't slapstick. Right. And on top of that, he made what, like thirty point three million dollars on it? The movie's budget was eight million. million. He made it. He made. That I think money. now it's at a hundred though. I think it's at a hundred million or something like that. It's at a cr- hundred sixty or some crazy number like that. Was the I think the box office was thirty million. That's why I think I would. The, I think when they first the box office the first weekend it was out. Right. Was thirty. That's that's amazing. It outdid a lot of movies in the box office. I mean, right. it's only the beginning of the year, but I'm talking about we're talking about big, big budget mute movies mm-hmm. and how well they do at the box office. It's definitely up there. I think I've just been a little annoyed the past couple years because any type of indie movie will get nominated at the end of the year and usually they try to bring them in in the summer and the the fall towards the end of the year but i'm glad this movie came out with dicks honestly i don't even think it matters when he would have released this movie this movie is so relevant and it's so original and it's so well done and clever that if it doesn't win something at the end of this year i don't know it's a game. No, it happens. They're going to do what they did with Moonlight and they're going to give him the wrong card. At the end of the day. <laughs> but my question, somebody set that up because it's right. the last, it's the last category. How do you have one, more than one card left? Right. Y'all mess up. Y'all did it on purpose to take away the black boy joy. <laughs> Y'all did it, but we still won. I, I really think that it was embarrassing for Lala, the cat, like the, the, produ- the production of Lala and to go up there for them to have... To let it go on that long for them to have gotten up there. Because you could look on the producer's face. He looked pissed. He just went and he grabbed the car and he was like, look, this is it. Because they were just like letting them wander on stage. Like it's it's embarrassing. I feel for them. And I think that it was completely like unprofessional that the the awards even, anyone who was working on that, let that go that far. And I mean, how long has the award show been going on? Y'all don't have this. This is not like it, it started last year and y'all still... And y'all running face trying to figure out, this has been on for a decade. Stop playing you. Y'all know what you were doing. Yeah. But going back to Get Out, the one thing I'm going to say I really enjoyed about it, maybe because I was a black person watching it. I don't know if, if you're not black, you've got the same sense. But you ever been in a situation, 
been in a situation where you feel something's not right, but you turn, you talk to another black person, y'all both had that same connection. Yes. Like, that's what I felt watching that movie. Like, you realize something's wrong when you're able to talk to other black people. I think he played well on that aspect that even though he felt, the main character felt something was wrong, when he was around the white people, he was like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. But once he saw the black people, he was like, wait a minute, we here, right? Something not right. Something is not right. Someone also made it, because I, the first, I, the first time I ever saw him was on Black Mirror, and, um, someone said that he's been taking L's for the longest, because, like, he just don't know how to stay, chase, stop chasing white women, because in Black Mirror, he gets screwed over chasing a white girl, but I think that he's a great actor, I, I think yeah. that, I, when I saw him, that he was going to be in this, I was like, good, and some people were like, yeah, they chose the darkest, you know, black person they could find, I don't think that it matters, but it was a great contrast, I think there's so many elements of, like, contrast and 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 themes and and certain things that were just incorporated that like the 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 beginning scene where the cop comes up and he's asking for his id it's like black people watching the theaters are gonna think yeah yeah why why give him his id but my mom pointed out she was like she's a little too adamant for him to not have his i can show him his id and i was like you right right it was so many ways to to trick us yeah but i was getting mad when she was like but I was going to tell you, I'm like, don't tell him that we're out here in the middle of nowhere. I'm black and you're going to start a fight with him? Mm-hmm. Can you not? They shooting niggas on camera. You think they're going <laughs> to shoot me out here? I was going to say, like, can you stop talking? Right. Leave leave him alone. I also, like, he he made the movie a thriller. I don't, it got labeled as a horror mm-hmm. movie. It wasn't a horror. It, it, was like, a, it was a horror movie at the end for white people when he started killing them. <laughs> It was just a, I feel like it was more a suspense thriller. Right. But like I said before, I like the fact that he added the comedy. Because the comedy really did kind of break you off away. It made you kind of... If you really weren't paying attention to the movie, it was almost a distraction to what was going on. You started mm-hmm. laughing, and you got right back into the story of something crazy happened. And then you laughed, and you got right back into something crazy happened. That movie, though, might start some riots. Because, like, I was downtown Newark watching this movie late at night. And, all, oh, like, at one part of the movie, all I hear is black people... That's why I don't fuck with white people now. And then this woman asked me, yeah. She was like, I don't hang out with white people. I was like, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be a fight. Well, good thing y'all live in North Carolina. I got no white people around here. Because really. <laughs> if they did and they saw them walking, I'm watching you. And you see the memes people are like, people are interracial relationships yeah. looking at their partner. Like, <laughs> you uh, just saw Get Out. <laughs> you start looking like, oh, what you doing? Also, this movie, I don't know if Jordan Peele intended it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. It's really kind of a true story because it's a play on organ harvesting that is so prevalent in our community because whether you want to believe it's real or not it's happening you know rich white people it's very hard to get an organ donation it's not easy and, and rich white people are ones to feel like if they can throw their money at something to get it done that's what they're going to do and there are so many cases of missing young black people, especially black young girls. There's sixty. I just saw a post. There's sixty four thousand missing black women, and nobody has found them. Exactly. Nobody has found them. I don't even think they're looking really for most of them. Because they will, t- they will take their organs and they will, they will harvest them and sell them on the black market to rich people, so that they can have their, you know, their transplants and things like that. And the the movie really, really does speak on that. And it just the aspects of it, how like. You know, they sexualized, they, you know, they they glorified it in a way, but almost in a, like, makes you feel sick to your stomach. I, mean, I think he definitely did that on purpose because it was, 
so ingrained in the movie that that really couldn't have been by mistake. The whole fact that when they had that auction, they were all talking about how how strong you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, how tall you are. How good looking you are. How youthful you are. Right. It was a. It's probably like they want something that you have. That one guy that was like black is is cool, cool. now, and it was just like. <sighs> I knew that they were gonna try to auction them off. The only thing I have a question mm-hmm. for, I don't know why, but the flash of the light that made them kind of like snap out of it for a moment and. You know how they said, like, a little part of the yeah. black person is going to be living them? I wonder why it was the Flash. I don't know if that has any medical significance of any kind mm-hmm. that he did research, or it was just used as an effect in the movie for him to snap out. I just want to know why it was the flashing of a light, not the flashing of the car headlights, or why it had to be, mm-hmm. like, a camera kind of click. I think since... This is something that's really never actually happened, as far as we know. No happens all the time. Brain transplants have actually occurred. There's really no way to tell if that's something that would actually happen, or if you could. I mean, the brain is something so unknown that we don't really know if you take a piece of the brain and you stick another brain in there, that remnants of another person mm-hmm. is going to remain in there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just an aspect for the movie. He was just like, you know, this is something that I can incorporate to move the story along. Maybe it was kind of had significant, like. Oh, my life flashed before my eyes and then the flash and then the person came back and their life was back in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was kind of playing on that more of just one of those kind of, you know how they use certain sayings but then they show it through picture. Maybe it was one of those kind of things mm-hmm. that was going on. But I know, it was a great movie. I would watch it again. Yeah. And I hope that they really get, I don't know what category they would get um, nominated for. Because really a lot of like like horror movies, if they're, Label that don't get nominated for things. Well, a movie that was of similar mildness and hardness. I don't really know. It wasn't gore as far as I know, but it was boring as hell. It got nominated. Green Room. It's a movie about these white kids who were in a band and they end up witnessing a murder or something. I stopped watching halfway through. It got nominated. People were like, it's phenomenal, but I thought it was utterly boring. But that's also a murder mystery. Murder mysteries always get nominated for things. Well, it wasn't a murder mystery. They witnessed the murder and and the people were trying to kill them. Like, oh. that was that was what the movie was about. I Yeah. For, that's what it seemed like it was gearing towards. I didn't see the rest of the movie. But they were basically like, you can't go. You can't leave because you witnessed us murder this guy. So stay here forever. So that got nominated, so why not? <laughs> but they also, they were white, so... <laughs> You know, anything to keep the brothers and sisters down. But Moonlight, I think, wow, like Moonlight's another thing too. That's just like it's it's train just keeps going, going. I look on the ins- I look on their Instagrams and they just award show after award show after award show. Like they are just nonstop around the world. Like that must be the greatest feeling ever. You know what I am very proud of in 2016. I don't 2016 17. Mm-hmm. The big emergence of black excellence. I mean, we've been talking about it for you, and I feel like we always get the in-between, like maybe one person wins, two people win. But right. come on. Viola Davis. Yes. Octav- Octavia Spencer. Um, Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. All of Moonlight's cast. All of um, New Edition. Yeah. Last year, NWA. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like how these black people are making it big for us. Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. And how we're just really just starting to come into mainstream. Because let's not act like black culture is not something that people have taken in the mainstream has tried to make popular. Yes. But yet never given credit to black culture. And now we have people who look like us doing things that we created. 
things that are in our culture and it's being shown in the mainstream. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. To see that there is some kind of credit being given. I also think it's amazing that we're given the opportunity to show a more, like, to humanize the black experience. Because, you know, we talk about, like, I know in, not us as black people, me and you, but I mean us as, like, a society, talk about black people in statistics, and we'll talk about, like, blacks and Latinos as numbers or as incidents or stories, but we won't humanize them. And I think being able to have these opportunities to make stories where we're at the forefront of them allows us, and, and, not in a fictional aspect, but in a, in a, not necessarily, not, I'm not saying that, you know, all these stuff is nonfiction, you know, but in a way that's more it realistic, with, yeah. I should say realism, it allows people to empathize with us more, I think, which is amazing. And not just in the forefront, but in the background too, of being the producers and the director, because let's be honest, in the writers. Because there were shows that had black people in it or talking about black life, but they had no black yes. input. They that's just had the actors. They just had the face. And that's a big part of why a lot of black lives aren't understood, how right. our lifestyles aren't understood, because we have people writing to make it seem like they understand what we go through. Let's be honest. We can even look at Fresh Prince. The writers of Fresh Prince weren't black, mm-hmm. but somehow Will Smith... Blackness was cool. It was making up words. It was having this weird fashion, different than white. And then you had Carlton, who was quote-unquote white, buttoned up, straight, taught proper, yet he wasn't seen as black. He was more Mm -hmm. white. But who's to say that that's not how black people act? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important, and it's great that we have black people behind the scenes who are writing about us for us. Because they really do understand that you just can't box black people into one style, one look, one sense of being a person. They're either thugs or they're sexualized. That's most of the time. Or they're cool. It's something that people want or it's something they want to be afraid of. That's usually how it's written. Either you have something we want or we're too afraid of what you have. I would like thinking about the movie I watched a couple weeks ago, that Imperial Dreams movie, that movie is amazing like it feels so real like i was bawling at the end of the movie it just feels so so real and it really just shows the the what what black people i don't think there was any type of exaggeration in it at all which i think was what made it so like resonate so much with me but at the same time like stuff like or uh, not orphan black the orange is the new black i've never watched it and i never will because none of the writers are black they're all white, and it's full of stuff about inmates and Latinos, or Latinas, or, or black women. One white girl, I think, and all the writers are white. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I've never watched it, and I won't write, watch it for that reason, too. I mean, I've watched things that were written about black people, or the the style of life of black people that were by white people, and it's, diff- it's totally different than movies produced by black people. It's mm-hmm. just a totally different film. Like, I watched this movie on YouTube. It's called Heaven's Hell. Mm-hmm. And it's by, um, what's her name? Something Allen. She's Tupac's sister. Uh-huh. And she had a book. It's called Heaven's Hell, and they made a movie. I mean, th- it was their first time making the movie, so of course there's some problems in it. And maybe the acting's not the highest level of acting. But it just made sense. I felt like I understood. Like, even some of the references they made, I'm like, okay, this is people who understand like mm-hmm. the kind of cultural significance that we of 
certain words we use, certain sayings we use, certain head movements, hand movements, and that's all a part of it. Because black culture is not just about one singular factor of maybe just our history, where we came from. You know, it's not just about slavery. Yes. You know, it's not just about gang violence. It's little things like the slang we use, mm-hmm. about playing things like the dozens, come on, about even our music, how music is a huge influence in the black community, how we have blues, jazz, rock and roll, R&B, rap, and how that plays a significant part of our lives, how you would hear music growing up. And I think when you have all those factors that people who are not in the culture don't realize, it kind of makes the shows that they make seem unauthentic. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe not that they're purposely trying to keep that out, mm-hmm. but is that they just don't know. Right. I, I also think that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, if you, I'm an Asian studies major, uh, but I will always find a way to incorporate my blackness into it. Just as we do with this podcast, I mean, it's a K-pop, you know, Korean culture podcast, but it's also a black culture podcast. I say this all the time, but whenever I'm given the opportunity to do a assignment that's more freeform, I always find a way to draw how black, you know, the black culture has influenced that Asian culture. Because if we look at a lot of stuff, we say like a lot of things are Americanized, like in Japan or in Korea, when actually they're blackenized you know blackenized. i don't know what it is that it's not americanized it's blackenized because you know by saying americanized we're giving credit i think we're giving credit in a in a subtle way to white people when the credit should be given to black people because if you look at their music the way they dress you know the things that they say they're all of black culture which is the same thing with american culture a lot of the things we do and we say are not necessarily american but black but we generalize it to give credit to everyone you know what i mean and i'm not saying that uh, it, it shouldn't be, al- we shouldn't be allowed to say Americanized because black people are Americans. But I think that because we're not giving the proper credit, it shouldn't be called something else until we can learn to give black people the credit they deserve. Agreed. That's all yeah. we had. That's all we had. That's dude. all we had Yo. this week. So go see Get Out. Go see Get Out. Support Black Boy Joy, Black Girl Magic. Yes. Don't. Black excellence. You could support my man, but don't support him too hard because she'll fight you. I will comment back. Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, please support <laughs> my man Elijah Kelly. That way, he can make money for us. You know, support him wholeheartedly. You know, I know he's not going. He's be the up. shortest one out of all of them. I mean, he might not be super short. I think he's like five seven. But Algie's like, shorter than him. No, Algie's taller. Is he? Yeah. They both have to wear, you know, they both have to wear lifts in their shoes. <laughs> because the tallest one is Keith, I think. Yeah, he's the tallest. And then, yeah, the shortest one is, is, because me and my mom looked it up. Because when they were standing, we were watching something and they were all standing at each other. Him and Algie were the shortest, but he was just a little bit shorter than so Algie. So he's 5'7 and Algie's, and Algie's 5'7 and a half. Like, what do you want? <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you for listening. This podcast went by. He's really down his fun. money, he tall. <laughs> Yo, stop. As always, if any of our foreign foreign listeners, you know, listen, we're glad that you stick by and through our weirdness. I really do hope that more foreign people listen to us than American people because I feel like a lot of foreigners don't get to hear from black people. They just know of black people and it's a mystery thing. And that hearing from us kind of helps us also in a way humanize black people i hope we're doing a service <laughs> in some way so you know 
comment, if you have a comment, if you have anything you want us to speak about, talk about, let right. us know. If you have any songs you want us to review, even games, movies, any topic you want to hear Lee and Lay talk about, just let us know. You can follow us on our Twitter, on our Instagram, yeah. on SoundCloud, yeah. on Tumblr. Yeah. Do we have WordPress? We used to. Well, we do, but it's not uh, updated. Well, it's not updated. So you could follow us on WordPress, but you probably not going to get nothing <laughs> out of it. I know that a lot of people really like the lyric dissections, but they are, like I've just been saying, they're so hard to do on my own, like to gather up five songs, you know, for one week that, you know, are funny and that you can dissect and that you haven't really heard before are so difficult. So, I mean, I know that's really where our like most popular thing is, but like I said, I need help. So if you have any suggestions for Lee's lyric dissection, you can email us at blacksoul at outlook.com. Or you can DM me on Twitter because I'm the one who runs the Twitter account at LaxoKpop. So get it together. If you want to hear me dissect the lyric, hit up Lee. Okay? Yeah. Hit me up. No, no, not hit up Lee. No, hit up Lee. Lee can't know about the lyrics. Let me know what you want her to dissect (laughs) so I can have a minute to write things. I know I'm funnier when I'm off the cusp, but I I don't want to be, you know... I'm prepared. What if I really don't have anything good to say? I get nervous. That's the best part about Lee's Larry section is that they're raw. They're un... They're cut a little bit. Like, I cut some stuff out. Unedited. They have to be uncut. under five minutes. <laughs> unedited. Uncut. This is real raw life. Okay, I'm just kidding. But hit up Lay. Let her know what you want to hear me dissect. You know, and we can just have a great time. You know, thanks for following us on our journey and follow us as we continue. And that was the podcast. Yo, did oh. you hear Remy Ma came back again? Yeah, Yo, you know what? Wait, let's thing- not talk about the podcast. <laughs> if we're running over time, we'll talk about it. But yeah, y'all should check that out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>